Hello, all. Welcome to the Ex Millennial Man podcast, the podcast for SeedSing.com. I am your host, Artie Kulik, and with me here is the man who, oh, gosh, I don't know how to say it without giving it away, Ty, because today's a, a special one, but the man who is as straight laced as anyone could be, who's probably never touched any of these games, but that's Grace, other <laughs> host, Ty. How are you today, Ty? Hi, everybody. Uh, yeah, I'm doing good. And that is not hyperbole. I am straight laced. I don't drink. I've <laughs> never smoked a cigarette. I've never smoked a cigar, never done an illegal drug. So I'm about as straight laced as they come. Man, there was one time because I didn't smoke, but one time in college, a bunch of me and my boys were on vacation down in Florida and I decided I was going to smoke some cigarettes. So I bought a pack of cigarettes and I smoked them all in like oh. two hours and then I vomited everywhere. And that was the that end of sounds, my that was the end of my smoking. That sounds about right. And I I always heard that people who chew tobacco that's how the the first time they ever have it they always throw. I've never heard anybody smoking nicotine and then throwing it. <laughs> yep. I've always heard of them chewing it, most likely swallowing it and then throwing it up. I smoked them all, but for those two hours, I was the coolest looking guy on the planet because smoking <laughs> makes you look you cool. Were. Yeah, it was probably when you that picture of you when you shaved your head before we both lost all our hair. Yep, that's right. That's right. When I had a choice in shaving my head. <laughs> yep. A uh, couple of things I wanted to start off with. First off, we're going to do this podcast soon, but like movie, like fake movie character, TV character deaths that really affected us because mm-hmm. well, I was going to talk about it, but I just didn't feel like I could pull it together this week because I was going to talk about Goose from the first Top Gun. Okay. The new Top Gun Maverick. I'm not kidding, Ty. I know people think I'm crazy. That is a great, great, great movie. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about it. I just have zero interest in seeing it. Uh, and but and I know everybody's like, oh, it shows you how proud of Americans we are and all the Republicans are claiming it and all this stuff. There's no politics in the movie. It's freaking fighter jets fighting. And that's about it. And my- I did. I did read something that upset both me and my wife, and it's that John Hamm is not in the shirtless football scene. So no, he's not. Seen it no, if John Hamm's not going to be shirtless, what's the point? And Mike Camerlengo, the guy that does the 60 Second Classics, he has his podcast out now, I think, called 60 Second Classics. And like he said, this is a much better movie, but it's nowhere near as horny as the first movie is. <laughs> That's a great line. <laughs> so, so yeah, that, that makes sense. But, you know, I did want to talk about that. And then also Ray Liotta passed away last week suddenly. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's One of uh, our mom's favorite actors. Yeah. Yeah. I, and look, I mean, I don't know how many times people like whenever I get flustered about something, they'll be like, what do you do with the drugs, Karen? And it's, <laughs> yeah, you know, that's, totally. that's my best Ray Liotta. So this podcast is kind of in honor of one of his lesser known roles, but basically what it is, it's going to be one of these where I'm going to tell you about a toy. This particular one's going to be a video game, okay? okay, or a video game series. So we did the okay. one on Madden and I spent a few minutes going through the history of video games, like Space War, all this other stuff. I'm not going to do all that stuff. I'm going to jump right in to a game called Turbo Esprit or Esprit, or whatever. I think it's Esprit. This was a game in 1986 made for the ZX Spectrum, Commodore 64, and Armstrad CP, or PC. What is that? Oh, PC, okay, computer. Basically, Turbo Esprit is a game you were in a car, and you were supposed to drop uh, stop drug smugglers. And so you'd drive the car around this like nondescript city, and you'd try to find the car that's going to bring the drugs to another car, and then you would try to ram it. Or try to take it out, and you would get points on how closely the car got to whatever, you know, how, how much you stopped the drugs. Okay. Yeah. Fast forward, Ty, and I know you said off mic, you already know what I'm talking about. Well, I was going to say, I saw on, you have a big, for people who don't know, we do this via FaceTime, and you have a big, like, whiteboard behind you. And I see the name of our podcast, the date, and it says GTA. And when you said video game, I kind of figured it out. <laughs> yep. So, so there goes the surprise. So let's uh, <laughs> let's just jump into it. So yes, and you are correct. I have never played this video game before. So in 1997, uh, two guys, David Jones and Mike, uh, I think it's Dally Daily. And here's the weird thing about it: these games, the uh, Grand Theft Auto games, are out of Rockstar Studios, which is out of Britain, mm-hmm. Great Britain. So, oh, really? I didn't yeah. Know that. So in 1997, they released Grand Theft Auto, and it was basically this game where you look top down, you're driving through a city. As a matter of fact, it had three separate cities that we'll talk about, and you would just basically be stealing cars. You know, not the game we think of. The game we all think of is Grand Theft Auto 3, but it did start in 97. I believe it was originally for like the PC or something, and then they ported it over to the 
to the PlayStation, um, the PS1. Yeah. Obviously, I don't remember, I remember the PlayStation version of this game, but I remember Friends. It's akin to Halo for me. I never played Halo either, mm-hmm. but I remember Friends telling me about, you got to play this game because you can beat up people and steal their cars, and that's how you get points. And I just remember thinking, that's like the most ridiculous idea for a video game I've ever heard of in my life, but that's just my no. my view of it. And it would have like the game would start, and if I get some of these wrong, I'm sorry, people. Okay, it's a lot of information. <laughs> I'm just kind of going off, but in Grand Theft Auto, you would start in a place called Liberty City, which is supposed to be like New York City, and then later on, you would go to Vice City, which is supposed to be like Miami, and then in the third place you'd go to is called San Andreas, which was supposed to be like San Francisco. And it was fairly popular, okay? Now, before I move on, what I'm going to say is Grand Theft Auto, the series, the series of Grand Theft Auto games, which has quite a few games. I'm going to mostly be talking about the main ones, but there's quite a few games, is the fifth best-selling video game series in history. In history? Yes. So Mario Brothers, I imagine. Mario games are number one. Pokemon is number two. Oh, wow. Tetris, I believe, is number three. And then I want to say it's either Minecraft or Halo or something like that. But Grand Theft Auto, Mad- the fifth, Madden's not in the top five, or maybe Madden, maybe Madden was number four. But I know this was number five. So that's crazy. Yeah, the, the amount. Now, to be fair, if you look at the list, you look at Mario games. Mario sold twice as many games as like number two has. But, I'm sure. Yeah. But no, this is the fifth most um, sold video game series ever, and that usually you take out the first two games. Grand Theft Auto and Grand Theft Auto 2, which are very similar kind of games, except the second one was made specifically for the PlayStation 1. And so it was more, it beca- that's when it became a console game and not a computer game. But you take mm. those first two games out, and it's still the fifth best-selling series ever. Wow. So, that's crazy. I mean, it, it's a big deal. But here's where the story, so you had 97, you had Grand Theft Auto, and 1999, you had Grand Theft Auto 2. And then things changed. Okay, now the way they talk about the Grand Theft Auto games is there's three different um, universes. There's the two-dimensional universe, the three-dimensional universe, and then the high-definition universe. Grand Theft Auto 3 was the first game that was in the three-dimensional. It was made for the PlayStation 2, later went over to the Xbox. You can play it today on your iPhone or your Android phone, but back then... It was this three-dimensional game. And as a kid, Ty, I remember thinking to myself, wouldn't it be great to just take any car I want, have a whole bunch of guns, and just randomly shoot things? Well, they made that game. Yeah. Again, you and I had different views because you say that, wouldn't it be great to play a game like that or whatever? And in my mind, it's like, that just sounds, that that's, to me sounds as um, revolting as that, what's that like peep show game that they had? Like the, the horny high school kid. Oh, Porky's? No, not no. Uh, it's a game. There a was a Porky's game. game. Well, if there's a Porky's mm-hmm. game, that's what it is too. But it was like I, I can't. There's Night Trap it. was one of the big ones, and <laughs> it's it's the person's name is in the title of this video game, but it's like a horny college. Oh, suit or something. Leisure Suit Larry. Leisure Suit Larry. That's what I was <laughs> to me, that game's ridiculous too because it's all just go out and meet women in real life or meet men in real life, whatever you're into. Don't play a video game, and also Grand Theft Auto. I don't want people shooting or killing or doing anything to people, and to make a video game out of it. I'm conflicted because last week on our podcast, I said, you know, I get my violence out through watching violent movies, but I'm like super, not super opposed, but I'm like opposed to playing violent video games. I don't think violent video games cause a thing that some people do, but I just don't want to do it myself. Well, we're talking about this because I finished for the second time in my life Grand Theft Auto V the other week, and that's what made me think about it. Because <laughs> well, and the only the only time I think of that is when I listen to Inside and Bo Burnham does that funny feeling, the song that funny feeling, and one of the lines is in it is obeying all, obeying all the traffic laws in Grand Theft Auto V. Yeah, and that just makes me laugh every time I hear it. The first half here, I'm going to talk just about the history of the game series. The second half, I'm going to go into how big these games really are and how little we really know about it and some of the names of people that have been involved with these games. So I'll also go into, I'll probably both halves, I'll go into some of the controversy. But, you know, the first two games had some controversy, but Grand Theft Auto 3 came out. And it is, you know, these games are almost like pure id. They're almost like pure just... I mean, you are criminals in these games. But mm-hmm. what made Grand Theft Auto 3 a little bit different is the games all had kind of a story you would unlock areas, but this had like almost a cinematic-esque story. Now, 
Ty, one of the biggest questions people are going to be having is why have none of these movies or none of these games been made into a movie? And the, I'm especially, curious about that. Especially when I talk about the fifth one, it, it is as cinematic as all get out. John Carpenter, or not John Carpenter, Roger Corman in the 1970s made a movie called Grand Theft Auto. And oh, really? He has threatened to sue Rockstar if they ever tried to think about making a movie. So that's the okay. reason why. Well, he's just got to pass away and then his family will get right. more royalties when they yeah. start. Yeah. So anyways, Grand Theft Auto 3, a big thing is your main character is a guy named Claude. And he's uh, he's silent, though. He doesn't speak. There are other speaking characters in the game, but he doesn't speak. He's supposed to just be, I mean, there's a little bit of a story about his girlfriend set him up during a bank robbery. And he got put in jail and he escaped from jail when he was uh, like on a transfer or something like that. But the whole game takes place in Liberty City, the kind of New York City stand in. And you go back and you look at the graphics of Grand Theft Auto 3 and they're very, they're PlayStation 2 graphics. They're very boxy. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, does, things don't move very well and all that stuff. But during the course of the game, you meet a lot of different people. It takes a while to play the game. And who is it? Uh, Kyle McLaughlin plays a businessman <laughs> named Donald Love in it. Uh, Debbie Mazar plays the trophy wife of the of the main mobster. I can't ever say his name right, but Robert Logia, 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 Logia. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. He he plays a character. And so there's some actors. This is a pretty expensive game, pretty well put together. But there's some big actors in this game. Well, it's funny you say that it's boxy because it's for the PlayStation Two. And my wife and I recently just watched a new uh, Chip and Dale movie, and they have a whole scene where they go to a place where the, it's like characters like that or like characters from SimCity and one of the chipmunks, Chip or Dale, I don't remember which one it says. It says, everything looks real, but nothing's right. No. And that's the best <laughs> written line I've ever, one, one of the best written lines I've ever heard in a movie. Obviously, this game is unlike anything else that's out there. You had in the in the past, you had games like Custer's Revenge for Atari. Do you know what that is? Never heard of it. It was this game where, and again, these are Atari graphics, where you play... An army soldier or whatever who's trying to run across a field while Native Americans shoot arrows at you so you can go rape an Indian princess at the other Uh, side of the screen. Things like Custer's Revenge and games like Night Trap, even Mortal Kombat is before this. There's controversy in video games. Mm -hmm. And like you said, everybody's like, well, these are causing kids to go bad and all this other stuff, which if that's the case, Ty, I would be in jail 30 times over. I need to make it clear, too, that I choose not to play these video games because I don't personally like violence, but I don't think these violent video games attribute it to any of the craziness that's going on. Nor do I think rap music or (laughs) or music or any of that attributes to it. Grand Theft Auto is a huge hit. A lot of people think it's the crowning achievement of the Xbox PlayStation 2 era of video games. It's a big game. It's got three and a half hours of music in it. Okay. Mm. And that's, that's real songs. This is a Grand Theft Auto 3 also introduced the fact you could drive around and switch radio stations, which when I talk about the radio stations, especially in Grand Theft Auto 4 and 5, Ty, you are going to have your mind completely blown to shreds. <laughs> One of the reasons okay. I'm talking about this is because I know you haven't played these games, but yeah. it's uh, so you had three and a half hours of music, all licensed real music, DJs, different stations. Uh, when you would steal a car, some other station would be on, so you'd always get to know what that person likes to listen to. You know, at the end of the day, you're a criminal. The game's about you mm-hmm. being a criminal and rising up through the criminal, the criminal world in Vice, or no, not Vice City, in Liberty City. So a lot of controversy. One of the big ones, the mag or the website GameSpy created a new award called the Most Offensive Game of the Year Award, and they're only. Um, was review for the game called the game said the game was absolutely reprehensible. Oh wow! <laughs> you can go and just if you want to stop whatever you're doing in the game and start shooting everybody and anyone. Now you get famously it created. There's like a star system, and in Grand Theft Auto Three, if you had the most stars, they'd bring in the National Guard. There would be tanks that would come to take you out. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> and then when you were shot and killed, it would say wasted. And then you'd wake up in the hospital $2,000 cheaper or, so, or lighter or something like that. Okay. Or you could actually get arrested. And here's the thing in Grand Theft Auto. It's worse to get arrested than it is to, if you get killed, you still have all your weapons. If you get arrested, they take all your weapons or at least your ammo away. So it's better to die in this game than to get thrown in jail is what I'm yes. gleaning from what you're telling me. Yes. Also in Grand Theft Auto 3, you could hire prostitutes to regain okay. health. Now, you pay said prostitute 
But the game also gave you the option, or not the option, you just figured it out, where you could then pay the prostitute, then kill the prostitute, and take the money back. Good lord. (laughs) (laughs) Some heavy, wild stuff, man. (sighs) Yeah. Having said that, Grand Theft Auto 3 is in the Video Game Hall of Fame, and it is listed in the top 10 most influential games ever. Yeah, I mean, it. I remember Mortal Kombat, and that is a game I did play, and you could see the blood on the screen and everything, but it was very prehistoric in terms of video game stuff. It seems like from what I've seen on TV shows and in movies and what I've heard from friends and what you're telling me now is that this is the most realistic way to live your life as a criminal without doing any criminal activities mm-hmm. in real life. Obviously, like I said, just big, massive super hit uh, across the board. And all the controversy obviously drives more and more sales. I have played Grand Theft Auto 3. I have beaten Grand Theft Auto 3. And the thing I remember about GTA 3 is one of the missions, you had to go steal all these different cars and put them in places. And God, was it a pain in the ass. That's the biggest (laughs) thing I remember about that game. But again, massive, massive, massive game. So there's a follow-up. 2001, you had GTA 3. So remember I went back, or I go back to the first game, there were three cities. There was Liberty City, there was Vice City, and there's San Andreas. Mm -hmm. So... Basically the same game engine they made in 2002. They made Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Now, essentially, you know, it's got its own story. It's got, you know, all the other stuff very much basically the same as a low level criminal is basically rising their way through. And Vice City, like I said, was the Miami version. The people who created the game said they wanted Grand Theft Auto to feel like a cross between Miami Vice and The Sopranos. So that's why they have these very big like mob type storylines. But you got to remember, Grand Theft Auto 3 was a huge hit. So Vice City was guaranteed to be a hit, had a much bigger budget. So the main character spoke now. And they got Ray Liotta to voice that main character. Oh, all right. Perfect (laughs) fit for him. I mean, everything he did pretty much in his career. Uh, Tommy Fursetti was his name. And I'm going to tell you, this is another game I played and I have finished outside of Grand Theft Auto 5. This is my favorite one. It's, oh, okay. it's and you could tell a lot of it has to do like Tom Sizemore plays the the like one of the big mob bosses and mm. there is a couple of Philip Michael Thomas who uh, oh, wow. yeah. from Miami yeah. Vice he plays a character named Lance Vance <laughs> Luis Guzman plays a voice in this game it's a more in also you know Liberty City was kind of darker all this other stuff Vice City supposed to be like Miami it looks brighter it looks a lot cooler it looks a you know it looks a lot neater yeah but. Again, I, remember, I remember seeing like vaguely remember seeing commercials for that game too on TV. Yeah, because remember GTA three was so big, this was going to be absolutely huge. Now, mm-hmm. the game is takes place in Miami, and there is a there is a time where you need to start a gang war between Cubans and Haitians. Okay. <laughs> well, like the Haitian League or whatever really was upset. And so I think in later releases they did change a few things about um they did change some of the uh, whatchamacallit, like language in the game or whatever to not be, again, this game came out in 2002. So they've re-released, my point is they've re-released the three games I'm about to talk to in the modern era, and they've changed some uh-huh. of the language to make yeah. it a little nicer. Also, there was a um, a lawyer who started to sue Rockstar based on like families who have lost people due to like gun violence, things like that. Uh, He's been disbarred. It's been thrown out. But this is a time where it's like, yeah, we're getting more and more, oh, video games are destroying the world type situation. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Vice City, a big deal. Already in development, they had it. So in 2004, they came out with Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Okay. And again, San Andreas was supposed to be a lot like San Francisco. Oh, a couple of other things, too. Some of these games, like, they don't take place in the modern time. Like, I believe Vice City took place in, like, the 1980s. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, because they're trying to, you know, they're these games, and they all share (laughs) the same thing. It's this big open-world game. You're trying to be a criminal. You can steal a bunch of different cars. There's these different, uh, whatchamacallit, radio stations. There's all this other stuff. And again, the second half, I'll go more into the personalities involved. San Andreas had a couple of things that were different. First off, this is the first game where the player you uh, you play is African-American. It's not a white guy. Okay. And I think this is a game that Sam Jackson plays a corrupt cop in. But, oh, right. um, but the other thing that Sa- uh, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas had is a certain thing called Hot Coffee, a, mis- a mission called Hot Coffee. Do you know what I'm talking about when I say that? No idea. So I guess in the original game code, there was like a sex mini game. 
There was a game. There was like a mission where you go and you have to have sex, and in all its beautiful blocky 3D glory, it showed the scene off, and they called the really? scene "Hot Coffee." Well, they removed it. They removed the scene from the game before it went out to the public, but the code was still in there, and somebody found it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I've never heard that term before. I didn't. You know, I hear. I hear the term hot coffee and I think literally think a cup of hot coffee. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna drink. I didn't, I, I've never heard that before. Yeah, it's like, you know, the term jumping the shark or nuking yeah. the nuking the refrigerator. Uh-huh. The, this was hot that. coffee is like a term for like sex scenes in video games now. <laughs> Again, that's another thing though with leisure shoot leisure leisure suit Larry is like, why put that stuff in a video game? Teach teach their own. And this game took place in the early 90s because there's a lot. This was, as I said, you play an African-American West Coast city. You actually, the main character of the game starts where he's returning home to, I, I want to say this was San Andreas, but I think this is where they introduce the city of Los Santos, which is supposed to be like Los Angeles. Okay. But um, he's uh, the main character is coming home because his mother was killed in a drive-by. And there's a okay. lot about gang violence and all these other things. And, so, These are very cinematic. Yes, they are. Them. Yes, yeah. yes, they absolutely are. So you had these these runs of games. You had Grand Theft Auto, then you had Vice City and San Andreas, and this is what close, basically closes out the PlayStation 2, Xbox era. Again, huge hits. Everybody's thinking, you know, these games are the best. And look, when you look up Grand Theft Auto games, there is tons. I mean, they made one for the Game Boy, for Christ's sake. Uh-huh. So, really? <laughs> or not the Game Boy, the, the DS. I mean, all over the place. They, there's tons of different ones in there. There's things like uh, Chinatown Wars and Vice City Stories, Liberty City Stories, The Ballad of Gay Tony, The Lost and the Damned. I mean, there's all these little side pieces to these games. But the main ones was like Grand Theft Auto 3 and then the two that followed with the city. So really kind of nothing for a while. And then in 2008, Grand Theft Auto 4 came out. Now, this was the first high definition. So the graphics aren't quite as blocky anymore. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you know anything about Grand Theft Auto 4. Not one thing. Okay. I, I, I thought Vice City was just the name of Grand Theft Auto 4. No, no. So Grand Theft Auto 4 took an entire... And this is a game I have not played, actually. And a lot of people will list this as one of their favorite ones. It takes place in Liberty City, so this is the first time you have a high-definition look at what their version of New York has. It introduces the fact that you have a cell phone, and you can call people, do certain things. It puts those aspects in there. Obviously, the radio stations get a lot bigger. A a lot of the people we're going to talk about in the second half start getting their names in there. But this one, instead of focusing on a cocaine dealer in Miami or focusing on a criminal in New York City or a criminal over on the West Coast— it deals with a, a European immigrant, uh, Nico or Nico Belich, and it talks okay. the story of immigration. And a lot uh-huh. of people like this game won tons of accolades and not just sure. video game awards. It was like, I mean, talked. I mean, people talked about the writing of it, how great it was. I know it won like awards at the British Academy Awards. I mean, it is was because its story was so, again, the story of an immigrant. And do you have to go through the, whatchamacallit, do you have to go through the uh, the criminal world if you're an immigrant? And what does that mean? And a lot of stuff about brotherhood and helping your people out and stuff like that. Same controversies as with all Grand Theft Auto games, except this one had a new one. This one introduced drunk driving. Oh, okay. <laughs> as, as a matter of fact, there is a mission where you are drunk and you must drive a car somewhere. And in later releases, because Mothers Against Drunk Driving were like, okay, this is garbage. You guys can't be doing that. In later releases, the main character loudly says multiple times, I shouldn't be doing this. No one should ever do this. This is terrible. Okay. I shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. I, again, I may not play this game or whatever, but props to these people for just going for it every time they made a new version of the game. Again, big game. There was a couple of add-ons or side games, things that put in. I mean, it, it, people would, to, to this day, they're discovering new stuff. In Grand Theft Auto 4, you see off in the distance, and I think it's called the Statue of Freedom. It's supposed to be like okay. the Statue of Liberty. Again, this game yeah. came out in 2008. This is very important. Well, you never had to go to that statue. So in the game, if you just get a helicopter or something, you fly out there, the head of the statue is Hillary Clinton. Oh, wow. 
And, okay. and that's something they didn't even have to do. They just did. And then if you go, you hear a beeping in the statue. And if you go in, you see this huge heart beeping. You can't do anything with it. It's just there. And everybody's like, what the hell is this? That's wild. Big game. Obviously, like I said, critically acclaimed across a lot of areas for its writing and its depiction of characters. Finally, in 2013, at the tail end of the Xbox One, or the, I'm sorry, the Xbox 360 and the PlayStation 3 area, you get Grand Theft Auto V. Mm. Now, Grand Theft Auto V takes place in Los Santos. San Andreas has gone from being a San Francisco to being kind of like a state. And the map is huge. And I, I have driven in L.A. And I had driven in L.A. before I ever played this game. And being in L.A. helped me drive in this game because I knew, <laughs> you know, where all the crap was. Yep. You go by the Capitol Records building. You go by <laughs> the um, the Warner Brothers lot. There's the the Santa Monica Pier. They're obviously all called other things. The northern yeah. part of the map is called Blaine County. It's where, like, if people know California, where, like, the Salt Sea area is and stuff like that. High definition, massive and huge. Uh, I think there's something like 30 different radio stations. One wow. kind of a teaser. The DJ is Frank Ocean. Oh, nice. Rules. <laughs> I mean, just a huge, 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 massive game. And I'm going to end on just basically kind of the plot of this one. The game starts off with a fictional place called North Yankton and a couple of guys doing a robbery that just goes bad. It just goes really bad, huge shootout, everything like that. And seemingly only one of the three gets away. And then you see one of the characters had actually, he faked his death, turned all the information over to like the FBI. They call it the FIB in this game. And then it fast forwards to 10 years later, that same character sitting in a psychiatrist's office, trying to figure out why he has tendencies of violence and stuff. That character's Michael. So the game takes place. Michael lives out in Los Santos. He's got a wife and two kids. They all hate each other. He's obviously a psychopath. And then it transfers over to a guy named Franklin Clinton, who he and his buddy is an African-American guy. They work for a repo guy. He like sells cars and then they steal them back. And Mm -hmm. so you play as him for a little while who lives in, you know, more of the Compton parts of Los Santos. And he and Michael get connected somehow. And so Michael's the old gangster is teaching the young guy something. They pull off a big robbery. And then the one guy that survived at the beginning, a character by the name of Trevor Phillips, he's a psychopath. He's the Joe Pesci of this group. And he sees Michael's really alive. So he gets together. So you can play as these three different characters with three Mm. very different lives. Michael, the Tony Soprano kind of guy, Franklin, the, you know, the what's his name the chris rock kind of guy from uh, new jack city yeah dude, yeah um and then you have trevor who's the joe pesci guy first off the guy that plays trevor i was watching i think it was in the fourth season of better call saul and he's in a couple of episodes but there's this scraggly looking dude he's got this bushy like brunette hair that saul's like trying to do things and he always has uh he's always like oh well i could just kidnap him and kill him or something like that and he's like no no don't do that that's the guy that plays trevor So this guy started as just a video game voice actor, and now he's actually getting real roles. I mean, that's how big that that character is. Spoiler for a game that's almost 10 years old, people. But the way the game branches out and all the different things you can do, and you get involved with like Chinese gangsters and meth operations and stealing super weapons from a private army, the politics of this game, the best I could describe it is it hates conservatives and hates liberals. It's very leftist. They even have a whole speech at the end about our kind of capitalism. And you kill the guy who's supposed to be like the Facebook head. Um, he has a company mm-hmm. called Life Invader. There's, <laughs> you can manipulate the stock market. You can kill drug CEOs to get your money up. I mean, a very, very political in a lot of ways with this yeah. game. But at the end of the game, after you do this big, big job where you, you steal like $200 million in gold, the character of Franklin is approached and you're given the option of killing Michael and Trevor. Oh, wow. And you decide, you get to decide at the end what you want to do. I have, I played through the game twice and because, and yes, I'm going to be father of the year when I say this, my son likes to, he doesn't play the game. He just likes to go and randomly cause havoc. And he likes to be Uh Trevor because Trevor always yells stupid stuff. Like you got that sweetheart. Oh yeah. (laughs) He's just a crazy guy. So I didn't kill Trevor because my son wants to play as Trevor and I want to get through the game. But you know, Ty, there's strip clubs. You can go get 
lap dances. You can go get prostitutes. You cannot kill said prostitutes afterwards, or at least I haven't figured it out. You can walk up to a fire station and steal a fire truck. You can, I stole a tour bus going around Los Santos and drove it off the pier and drove all the people into the ocean. Um, Man. But I got mine at the end because when I tried to swim out of it, a shark got me. Okay. Oh, well, you can fight you sharks. Yours. You can figure out ways okay. to fight yeah. sharks. You can sure. run into the airport and you can steal airplanes. You can parachute into a high security prison and shoot everybody you want. And one of your Man. missions is you do shoot down an airplane that crashes into the ocean and you can go collect stuff from there. You can do everything in this game. The dream of the first Grand Theft Auto 3, they gave it all to you here. Okay. I mean, good for them. It's just, yeah, it, nothing you're saying is making me want to play the game, but also <laughs> like credit to these people for constantly going for it. Hello all, this is RD, and I want to take a minute here just to talk to you about how you can support this great podcast, the Ex-Millennial Man Podcast, all the work we do on SeedSync.com, and especially all the hard work that Ty does bringing you the sports knowledge and the pop culture knowledge that you just so deeply want, and how you can support me bringing you all the political knowledge that you definitely do not want. We have a Patreon. You can go to patreon.com and look up the Ex-Millennial Man podcast. And for just five bucks a month, guys, you are going to continue to be able to give you all this great content, give you the things that we are also craving that we know we need. And then in addition to that, we're going to be launching a Patreon-only podcast called the Ex-Millennial Man Political Report, where we're going to go through kind of more of a deep dive on my personal thoughts and other people's thoughts on what's going on politically around our country. That way we can keep the Ex-Millennial Man as your place where you're going to go to find out all the most important things. Guys, we created this, Ty and I did, because me being from Generation X and he being a millennial, honestly, I was tired of hearing about Citizen Kane's the greatest movie ever. It's a good movie, don't get me wrong, but we kind of got tired of, wait, nothing since Citizen Kane can be better? I mean, come on, Back to the Future is way better. To some of us, Fast and the Furious movies are way better. This is a place where we can talk about that stuff and where you're going to get that, again, not opinion, true fact of what is the greatest ever when it comes to music, sports, politics, all that stuff is SeedSing.com and the Ex-Millennial Man podcast. So come on over to Patreon. Five bucks a month is all it is. And hey, if there's something more you need from that, come hit us up. Tell us. You need t-shirts? We can give you t-shirts. You need handshakes? Maybe we can give you that. But come on over to Patreon, the Ex-Millennial Man podcast, and I'm going to get you back to the conversation. Okay, Ty, I know I defended myself at the last in the last half. I'm going to do it again. I know people are going to talk about all these other Grand Theft Auto games and all these other things. And something I have to say about Grand Theft Auto V, which that game in itself is one of the, I want to say it's, it's in the top five best-selling video games individually of all time. And when mm-hmm. I talk about that list, the li- that list I'm talking about games like Tetris that have been being sold for 40 years now. Or wow. yeah, I know te- Minecraft, I think, is the lo- biggest-selling game of all time. But Grand Theft Auto V has legs, has a lot of legs. And one of the big reasons it does is because of GTA Online. So there is a fully robust online multiplayer system for Grand Theft Auto V. I have not done it myself. So I got the new Xbox recently, the Xbox Mm -hmm. X. And I ended up, the reason why I just went through Grand Theft Auto again is I ended up getting the quote-unquote upgraded version i played the original one on the game pass and it's not on the game pass anymore so i got the juiced up version for the xbox x and that's why i played through it again and it gives you all this stuff if you want to do the online version and they are constantly updating that online version as a matter of fact there was a a new mission put out last year that dr dre does like dr dre guides you through it he is in the game who does that's cool now I talked about how Ray Liotta played the main character in Grand Theft Auto Vice City. And there is tons. I mean, when I just go through Grand Theft Auto 5, tons of people. But Rockstar, and I'm going to give him a lot of credit here. After the writer's strike, I think it was 2007 or 2008. Yeah, somewhere around that. One of the big things with the writer's strike was the fact that actors like Ray Liotta are taking work away from voice actors. And he's not doing it to be mean. I mean, the people at Rockstar are like, oh, shoot, we could get Ray Liotta. That would be awesome. 
And some of those earlier games, when I go through these names, there's some big names in there. But after the strike, Rockstar said, you know what? They're right. So they pledged to give all the big main roles to professional voice actors, not to big Hollywood people. Okay. And which is weird. The types of games these play, Rockstar seems to be the most ethical video game company on the planet. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Yet they make Props these. To them. And look, Rockstar also makes the Red Dead Redemption games, the ones that take place in the American West, which is Grand Theft Auto in the American West, basically. Yeah. With that, though, let's talk about some of the side characters in these games. So I'm going to yeah. give you a few people that have been in Grand Theft Auto games. Okay. Dennis Hopper. In Grand, it was one of them. It was either Vice City or San Andreas. Sorry, it doesn't say in front of me here. He plays a porno producer. <laughs> That's too perfect, almost. <laughs> uh, do you know who the comedian Frankie Boyle is? Uh-uh, do not. Okay, in one of them, I think it's Grand Theft Auto 4. There's a comedy, there's a, uh, a stand-up joint, a comedy okay. spot. And you can yeah. go in and real-life comedians Frankie Boyle and Ricky Gervais both do stand-up oh. sets. Okay. So does Cat Williams. Oh. And a lot man. of people say, again, I haven't played for, but a lot of people say Cat Williams said is actually really good because he does it. Well, they say he, he does it in the world of Grand Theft Auto because one of his oh, bits, okay. he has this whole bit about why are there no cats and dogs in Liberty City? Because there are <laughs> no cats or dogs in the entire thing. That's amazing. Uh, Michael Madsen has done it. Yep. Phil Collins in uh, one of the games, actually plays himself singing the song in the air tonight at a concert. You drive by and he's doing a concert. <laughs> I'm not a Phil Collins fan, but that's rad. <laughs> yeah. like, it's cool. David Cross plays this like mm-hmm. weird toy-obsessed dork that you meet up with in one of the games. Perfect casting. <laughs> Burt Reynolds oh, plays in somebody in Vice City. Danny Trejo. Oh man! Again, perfect <laughs> played a character, and then, uh, like I said, at one, I said in the first half, in one of the games, Sam Jackson plays a corrupt cop. Yeah, which is great. Like, <laughs> this is this has been great so far. No, I, that's what I say. These are people that are all like, oh, you know, I. I, there's people like you know oh, I like these games now there's a guy I think Laszlo's what they call him I think he's worked for Rockstar he ended up uh, he does he's one of the DJs and in the Grand Theft Auto 5 he's an actual non-player character one of the people you run across but he I think has become famous since these games like he's an actual real radio DJ huh. but one of the things he does in Grand Theft Auto 5 is he hosts a show called Fame or Shame where okay. people come up, do st- like America's Got Talent, and they do stupid things, and they dance around and everything, and uh, the judges vote on whether or not they're any good or any bad. There's a, a little bit of like a story behind it. Well, the Simon Cowell of the group, this guy named Hugh Harrison, and even yeah. at a point, Laszlo's like, oh, he talks British, but everybody knows he's from America. I did not know this until I was doing research for this. Fred Armisen plays his voice. <laughs> oh. No way. That's really, you know, that's right in his wheelhouse, too, to do something like that. Now, a couple of weeks ago when I started to play this again and I was going through, when you go up to the rural parts of Blaine County, you get this, there's a right-wing radio station you can pick up. And it's all, and again, this game came out in 2013, but it's all like QAnon nonsense. Now, it's making fun of it. But one of the big ones is this this uh, guy named Dwayne Earl, who's talking about how we're feminizing our men. We got to make our men men. I'm like, that dude's voice is so familiar. Mm-hmm. It's Danny McBride. Really? <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much who uh, uh, Kenny Powers is anyway. Well, <laughs> there is a moment in one of his things when he's talking, and he's talking about how he understands young boys because he was one time a middle school gym teacher. Oh, okay. So he is playing <laughs> Kenny Powers, essentially. <laughs> Then there's uh, Dr. Ray D'Angelo Harris. There's when you get into the Los Santos part, there's like a, a self-help guru who's yeah. talking about all these things. That's J.B. Smoove. Oh, perfect. Man, <laughs> man do I love J.B. Smoove. That's, uh, that's the best character on Curb besides Larry David. Uh-huh. J.B. Smoove. Leon Black, greatest character on Curb besides Larry David. The kind of more groovy station on the radio station, one of the DJs, Bootsy Collins. Perfect. Perfect, dude. <laughs> the, uh, See, this is this is the type of stuff I'm here for. Right the the uh, the retro '80s station, Kenny Loggins. They're nailing the casting. Rockstar is nailing the casting. <laughs> I mean, it is. So they said, like, I, I couldn't even figure out because just the list. I couldn't figure them all, all out. Uh, Pam Greer, 
is nice. one of them. I know uh, Dane Cook is somebody that just calls into a radio show. Oh, really? <laughs> At one time, Julian Casablancas is one of the people. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, they have all these, and this, this goes back. I'm just talking about grand theft auto five. Some of these people I know have done multiple ones. They've got this following that people are like, Oh man, I want like Frank ocean said, I want to be in the game, but he didn't, he said he didn't want to be like a character and want to do violence or anything like that. That is so cool that he's a DJ. So he does, he's the DJ of the, uh, of the um, hip hop station. That's awesome. I love that so much. <laughs> I love that Frank Ocean did that too. So it's you're sitting there and like I said, you're just driving around, you're in the car, you're flipping through stations and you do you and it's it's not part of the game and that's kind of one of the big reasons I wanted to talk about this is why I think these games have become so successful. Yeah. Look, the difference between Grand Theft Auto 3 and Grand Theft Auto 5, there's no there's no missions in Grand Theft Auto 5 that remind me of that stupid mission in three where i had to get all those cars Uh, games have gotten easier but Mm -hmm. this is a game where just living the i will find myself and i'm not kidding when i say this is just turning the game on getting in the car and driving around and just flipping on radio stations and you go up to the it's called vinewood but you go up to like the hollywood sign the level of detail in these games or this one in particular is absolutely amazing. And it sounds massive too. Like there has to be a humongous team of people who work on this. Oh, well, so it's funny when my I told my son I'd let him because if you keep all three guys alive, there's this like I almost like Elon Musk kind of douchebag dude that mm-hmm. You go kidnap, you throw them in the trunk in the car, and you, you do you, all three of them have this big speech about your version of capitalism is getting all the money for yourself and screwing your workers and doing this. Well, <laughs> we believe in the American dream, and then they throw the car over the cliff into the ocean. Oh, man. And, um, <laughs> and like the three of them all kind of look at each other and is like, well, you know, we all hate each other, but I guess we're the best friends we have, and they all leave. <laughs> and I swear to God, the credits. The first time you go through, you can't skip it. The credits is like 30 minutes long. Whoa. Because, <laughs> like, for, for people who made it, oh, that's not that long. It, like, movie credit, like, Marvel movie credits are, like, if you take out the post-credit scenes, they're, what, 12, 10, yeah. 12 minutes long? Maybe. Yeah. So just think about that. It's three times as long as, like, Endgame's credits are. Yeah. Grand Theft Auto V has gone on to be listed by numerous people as the greatest video game of the Xbox PlayStation 3 era. And this is an era that had games like Skyrim in it are big up there. But again, being somebody that's played Skyrim, there's, I guess, you know, kind of my final word on a lot of this stuff is... Oh, before I do that, controversies. Along with all the same controversies, (laughs) one of the... There is a mission in the game where you have to torture somebody. Oh, see, I'm not down with that. <laughs> now, now it's, it's a squeamish mission because you do, you literally like one of the things you could do is pull his tooth. And there's a thing that comes on the screen where you see his tooth in the gum and it shows you how you're loosening it up. And oh, the, makes, oh, this game compared to the older ones is very much a lot of bad guys doing stuff to other bad guys. I can't sure. think of many innocents you go after in this game. No. There is a great side story where uh, Michael is, decides to help a movie producer out because Michael wants to make movies and the movie producer is obviously Mel Brooks. It's not his voice, but it's supposed to be kind of like Mel Brooks. (laughs) Sure, absolutely. But, you know, a lot of the same things. The biggest thing these games have been accused of is sexism, which even the rock star people have said, yeah, we could do better. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And it seems like they, you know, they'll take the criticism and they'll do something. They won't remove it but like you said with the mothers against drunk driving being mad they'll have somebody being like you can't do this don't do this you shouldn't be driving so at least they're acknowledging what they're doing maybe yeah. above board or whatever but the big thing is grand theft auto 6 so they've done these updated versions of liberty city los santos a lot of people think the next one will be a vice city but these games if you look at it the first one came out in uh 1997 grand mm-hmm. theft auto 3 came out in 2013 so in the span of 16 years, they came out with an ungodly amount of games because of all the other ones. What you said, yeah. And now there's been nothing for one of the most popular, controversial, money-making games 
are things that are ever out there. And look, let's be honest. Times have changed. There is a little yeah. bit more. And this is why I did not want to do this podcast last week. There's a little bit more sensitivity to this Absolutely. stuff. And yeah. I will say, even with the super high definition graphics, even with the Xbox X, there is a separation because Grand Theft Auto, it still has a cartoonish look to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, as we get as we get more and more, here's me being the old man yelling at Cloud. But no. as we get closer and closer to a very photorealistic way to make video games, because, I mean, look, you go jump off a building in Grand Theft Auto V, you splat. Mm-hmm. Or you don't wear your seatbelt while you're driving 100 miles per hour and you hit a car. You fly through the windshield. Because <laughs> yeah, that's what would happen. Yes. <laughs> I read somewhere that they got the sound of a bullet hitting going hitting a person, but they took a gun and they took a big slab of meat and they shot the bullet into the meat. Huh. Okay. So, you know, my point is, if you go from three to five, even though things... And look, I'll tell you right now. Grand Theft Auto Five. I I cannot play with my sons in the room when I'm doing any of the Franklin missions with his buddy Lamar, because mm-hmm. it's a couple of young African Americans in the inner city. There's certain words I don't want my son to hear. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. it it is prevalent, and this <laughs> stuff with Trevor, which is downright disturbing. Yeah. Know? You know what you said? 2013 was the last time they made it, and. We all know the awfulness that happened in 2016 mm-hmm. with the presidential election that happened. And there seems to be a lot more people now who tend to act on these violent tendencies that they have. And again, I'm not saying it's a video game thing, but that, I believe that shooter in Buffalo said he did it because this is what Tucker Carlson says to do. Mm-hmm. So you just I wonder if you do have some people who would see it maybe and maybe the rockstar people are like, we're not going to be responsible for mass shooting. So maybe, and they, I'm sure they've made money hand over fist and they don't need to keep doing this. Like, like you said, they have so many iterations and you can go on Xbox and play the old versions of the game and stuff. And I think the fact that it's cartoonish because you don't see a lot of people becoming plumbers because they play Mario. Games. No. <laughs> so the fact that it's so cartoonish, I think that maybe they're just done making it. Maybe, or maybe they felt like with five, they peaked. I don't know. Yeah. It, I don't know. It, it could be. And like I said, this is, if anybody was ever to make a movie or a miniseries or something, the story in Grand Theft Auto V is great. It is yeah. really good. I mean, the way they pulled it together, I know this for a fact. Let's be completely honest. A lot of people bashed on Grand Theft Auto San Andreas because, oh, look, they're making us play as a black man. Who cares? Uh, it's a video game. And look, <laughs> if and obviously they've set the standard here where they'll play as multiple characters. I know a lot of people have said they think one of the characters in the next Grand Theft Auto game is going to be a woman. And of course, everybody's going to complain about it. Well, they all complain when whatever female, whatever actor they had, that was a female that played the colonel. So, yeah, yeah. And so that's yeah, that's all garbage. But it, look, at the end of the day, and this is where I give the Rockstar people a lot of credit. The most interesting character, the best story, and the person that has the biggest impact in the entire game is Franklin, who's a black man. That's great. <laughs> so, Good for them. I mean, the, the one that you play as Trevor because you like to be the psychopath. That's what you want to do. I feel better shooting everything up if I'm playing as Trevor than I do as, okay. as Franklin or Michael. And Michael is just the old white guy. And man, is he really an old white guy. He says all the time during the game how he was a stud quarterback in high school. And everybody's like, dude, you're in your 40s. <laughs> to say he's like Uncle Rico. Yeah. We throw football over the mountains. So, Ty, that's the story of GTA. If anybody needs you <laughs> I to... Say, well, oh, I okay. want to say before we wrap it up, too, this is a fascinating story. And you told me a lot of stuff that I assumed about this video game, but there's a lot of stuff I didn't know, like Bootsy Collins lends his voice to it and Danny McBride and Frank Ocean and just tons of people that I respect. And of all the names you mentioned, I think the best casting they got was the Ray Liotta. Oh, yeah. That's just that's just so perfect. You, I mean, you look at the movie Goodfellas, and I, I believe that takes place in New York, but you can easily replace his character, put his character in Miami, and there's no difference. Oh, yeah, no. And they, again, and they do it in like the 1980s. It, it is. Yeah. It's, it's a stylish game. I mean, it would be cool to see them update some of those games graphic wise, but again, I mean, sure. you know. but so Ty, if somebody needs you for GTA six to voice their, uh, I don't know what station you need to voice classic hip hop uh, or nineties hip hop, old school blues. Baby. Yeah. <laughs> Where are they going to find you? Oh, uh, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook, Ty Kulik, T Y K U L I K. That's all lowercase. More importantly, you could read my stuff on seed sing S E E D S I N G.com. I got a hot, 
topic coming today for people. I'm writing about lime, cucumber, Gatorade <laughs> and why it's the greatest parent strength that ever existed. So keep your eyes peeled for that again on Seed Sing, S-E-E-D-S-I-N-G.com. You can hear me on this podcast, the Ex-Millennial Man podcast. Rate, review us, tell your friends about us, check out our Patreon, all that good stuff. I just got my kids their booster shot. No problem at all. So, you know, get vaccinated, as I like to say. We need massive, massive gun reform in this country. And as always, Black Lives Matter. Yeah, I repeat all that. Before I go, something I completely forgot as I was closing off my Wikipedia stuff here. The Uh, theme for Grand Theft Auto V is composed by Tangerine Dream. Oh, really? (laughs) That's cool. (laughs) That's very cool. I mean... (laughs) Yeah, it is, a, it is. It's interesting. No, that is really interesting. That's cool, though. <laughs> but, hey, hey, good, good for them. But okay, anyways, yeah, we we repeat all that, and uh, yeah, guys. I mean, I remember I first introduced my son to just having a good time in Grand Theft Auto, just causing chaos because it's during the pandemic. And I said, "Look at all these people not social distancing. You need to do something about that." <laughs> So, yeah, but don't do not do what we're doing, obviously. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, go play video games. That's what you should be doing. 100%. But, yeah, it's, you know, thank goodness it's summer. And, uh, I mean, I, I at least the president is saying something about stuff that needs to be done. And I know it's rough out there, but it's uh, – and I know people are, are nervous and I know people are angry, but – you know, your choices are being made clear and there is an election this year and I've been running numbers and it's like, we're talking about voter turnout in less than 20%. Guys, that can't be, that only helps yeah. Republicans. That screwed my school, our, my kid's school board over because only 90% of people vote and we have two gun nuts on our school board now. Go out and vote people for real. Yeah. So with all that being said, we thank you for years. Anything else that you may use to listen to the Ex-Millennial Man podcast. Remember, we are here every Saturday for free wherever you find your fine podcasting shows. And one more, Ty. Again, I'm closing this out. The uh, <laughs> the model actress Kara Delavanu. I don't know if I say that. I know who you're talking about. I don't know how to say her name. She's also a DJ in Grand Theft Auto V. So. <laughs> That's great. Crazy. That's awesome. Yeah, some, good, some cool people. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, I'll talk to you next time. Take it easy. क्षणाक्षणास पूजिले अथांग स्वप्न लोचनी कणा कणात देखिले तुसे स्वरूप दर्पणी The X Millennial Man podcast is a production of seedsing.com fully owned by RD Kulik and Associates LLC producers Ty Kulik and Ryan Kulik adequately engineered by Ryan Kulik